Hello, welcome to another episode of Writer's Tribe. I have the wonderful pleasure of having Miss Deborah Fry here. Did I say your last name correctly? You said it correctly, yes. <laughs> How are you doing this evening? I am very well. Thank you for having me this afternoon. What about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing so well. Thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. My so, pleasure. Um, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, um, I am a grief recovery method specialist, um, and that is uh, a fancy word uh, that I can walk you through any form of grief that you may have, whether it's uh, loss of a job, loss of a loved one, uh, loss of a marriage, loss of a pet, um, your, your self-esteem, your emotions. So I can walk you through, over the bridge of grief. I also have um, a business as well. Grief Care Consulting, LLC. Uh, so, um, and we walk people over the bridge. I've met with organizations. Uh, I've met with groups. I've met with individuals. And um, and on top of me being an author as well, of um, finishing up my eighth book now, and four of them being number one bestsellers. Uh, I am... Um, uh, a wife of a wonderful husband, 35 years of marriage, and uh, three adult children, and uh, three uh, grandchildren, and four bonus children, Grand, bonus grandchildren. So um, I have been doing this um, this love that I, I, I just enjoy doing, this passion, this purpose of mine. I've been doing it for uh, going on 23 years now. Uh, and um, I just have a passion for the brokenhearted. Um, I have uh, that sense of compassion and that empathy uh, that just goes along with uh, people grieving mm. in whatever state of mind they're in and whatever um, grief that they're in as well. Wow. It sounds like you are qualified and you definitely have the authority to speak on this topic. So what drives your compassion? Where did that come from? Um, you, I tell people all the time that uh, it is God driven. Okay. Um, it, it is uh, nothing that I would have picked for myself. Uh, it is something that I started doing and it stuck with me. Uh, I was chose to do it. Um, 20, 23 years ago, and it kind of stuck with me. Um, and because I had such a passion for it, I decided to put myself through some training and uh, get some uh, certificates to go along with it. Um, I just became a certified life and recovery coach. So I'm always adding on to myself uh, to keep myself sharp in my expertise and always on the cutting edge of uh, helping people through grief. Yes. That's... Yeah. And I've gone through some horrific griefs myself um, that I was able to over to able to endure, able to overcome and able to begin again with some new joy and some new purpose, new hope, uh, new new faith. So um, and you, the Lord has been pressing me to teach it for many, many years. Uh, but I just started teaching and writing uh, in 2018. So uh, but he has moved me along very quickly uh, based on just the, the few years that I have done what he told me to do. Yeah. <laughs> Obedience. When we obey God, yeah. I'm telling oh my you, goodness. he takes us to a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, like you, what we were talking about earlier, uh, I asked for it. He gave it to me. And there were many times where I said, wait, wait, wait a minute, Lord. Wait. <laughs> <Mm-mm>, no. <laughs> but uh, like I said, buckle up. Let's go. Yes, let's go. I'm in yes. it deep now. So we are in it deep. And it's so mm-hmm. inspiring to see how you started such a short time ago and to see yeah. where you are now. You've, you're on the bestseller list, which is... yes. So yes, amazing. it's amazing. <laughs> what did it, that feel like amazing. when they told you that you were a bestseller when you discovered well, that? Well, it, it is it's um it is a surreal feeling, mm-hmm. you know, it is a, a accomplishment that uh you know, you think about when you first start to write a book and then um when you actually get into the niche of uh getting on the Amazon bestseller list and um and all of my bestsellers with uh, their anthologies. Mm-hmm. So I'm with other women, other people are in the books that I'm in as well. Uh, and uh, as a group, we all were just on the same um, page. We were promoting at the same time and we, we hit the ground running and the numbers just came in our favor. And um, within hours of doing that campaign, we were number one bestsellers. Wow. So, uh, you know, and it, it just happened back to back. So I actually, uh, this year, 2021, uh, I am a number one bestseller four times Ooh. this year, this year alone. So Praise I'm so God. excited about that. Yeah. That is such, um, when I sit down and, and think about it, uh, it, it is such a compliment, compliment, such an accomplishment. Um, um, I, I just, it is God. It is God. I'm so grateful to the women that uh, let me hitch my wagon onto them and uh, run with them. You know what is so amazing about what you just said? So I write down some goals for the year, right? And mm-hmm. I've already written down my 2022 goals. And yeah. I asked God to let me have someone on this podcast who's a bestseller. And I asked for four bestselling officer, authors. <laughs> So <laughs> you are four times. So that's good. Four times in one year. In one year. I, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. Nobody but God. But but I that uh, here again, I set my goal in the beginning of 2021 okay. that I was going to self-invest, that I was going to collaborate like crazy. I was going to join on to teams um, and, and start collaborating with women that were much smarter, uh, that had just as many qualities and, um, uh, goals as I had. And, um, it, it, it was, it was, uh, productive. It was promising. It, uh, it produced, um, number one bestsellers four times in a row by hitching on to other people that were runners as well. That is yeah. gold. What you're yeah. saying is gold. And a lot of yeah. people do not want to collaborate. A lot of people right. are in competition when... Exactly. Comp- know, competition is, you know, collaboration is better than competition any day. Yes. Any day. I agree. Any day. I mm-hmm. agree. Well, I thank you so much for that. So how long did it take for you to write your book? Um. Well, the first book, Grieving Under Grace, um, I started writing this book in an, in October of uh 2017 mm-hmm. and i was done um writing it by maybe february of 2018 and i launched it on my birthday 8 18 18 nobody but god can put those numbers together yes. so i launched it on my birthday so 
um, that that was my first book. So uh, usually once I get into, I call it a writing season. Once I get into a writing season, um, it, it is pretty quickly for me to write whatever it is I need to write. Um, and then I take time to go through it, um, have somebody edit it, of course, and proofread it, of course, and go back and look at it again. So uh, so it's, it's a little process that I do. And usually when I write, uh, it is usually at probably four or five o'clock in the morning before the birds get up uh, mm-hmm. so that I it is such stillness, um, you know, that I spend time with the Lord and then I start um, start my my writing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so good. Um, and, and for those of you who are listening, there is there's a significance in the number eight because there are eight chapters and you tell about how like God gave you aid and, and it's the number of new beginnings. Yes. I was begging for 10 chapters, man. (laughs) I was, God, you got to give me two more, give me two more chapters, you know? And I was like, why why can I not just get two more chapters? Yeah. And man, I was in the mirror brushing my teeth one morning (laughs) and God, he ran it out to me. He, he told me you are the eighth child born in the eighth month. Uh, born on the 18th day, we're gonna launch this book. Uh, on on two on eight eight on eight eighteen eighteen. It was just it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And then I had to go back and look at the number eight. Um, and God just He just pulled it all together. Yeah, it was so just pulled all together. And every chapter, I lived. Every chapter, I have a little bit of myself, my story in every chapter. So uh, I live every grief that I wrote about uh, and I was able to uh, give a little nugget, grace nugget to mm-hmm. uh, of how I got out of it and how I got through it and still getting through it because grief is never ending. Grief isn't something that uh, ever goes away. Right. <laughs> you know, you're going to grieve about something or another on a regular basis. And we do it so well yes. that... Um, we don't think we're grieving, but we are. Yeah. So um, that that is, I'm glad you went there because that leads me into my next question. So um, in your book, you talk about how you lost several several family members at once, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. during this time, during this pandemic, I'm sure there are lots of people who have experienced um, loss at this mm-hmm. capacity. So how would you suggest they? navigate through this difficult time especially with the holidays coming up um well here the holidays are here yeah, the holidays are here um moment by moment mm-hmm. day by day uh grief is something that you are not able to rush uh it's a journey that you just have to be in mm-hmm. you have to be in most people don't want to deal with grief uh and they we don't deal with grief until it comes to our doorstep so we don't prepare ourselves for grief. Um, we don't read anything about grief. We don't do anything uh, to learn how to cope with grief. Uh, we just kind of go through the motions. Um, but I teach people that um, just like we forecast for the weather, mm-hmm. we, we got to forecast for grief. You know, I, I did a lesson on um, how to forecast for grief. Um, and um, grief is something that we have to think about. We have to um, learn how to maneuver ourselves through it. So during this time, uh, all of us have been in um, 
we have all been in a whirlwind for the almost the last two years with this pandemic, with this new way of living, um, with this new way of doing uh, grieving. You know, when somebody passed in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, only so many people could go to the funeral. Right. Um, if somebody was passing in the hospital, you couldn't go in there to be with them, to comfort them. So things have just changed over the last two years. But getting through uh, grief itself, whether it whatever kind of grief it is, uh, it gets compounded because of this holiday. Holiday grief is what I call it. Uh, now you have to deal with the uh, the happiness of the holiday when your heart um, is not happy. Uh, I just wrote uh, today on, on my Facebook page and Instagram that um, I posted a picture of a beautiful uh, mother and a little girl uh, wrapping presents or whatever. And, um, you know, I, I made a, a quote saying that um, although people think it's the most wonderful time of the year, for so many people, it just is not the right. most wonderful time of the year. So, uh, you know, I, I think I put in a quote um, today, please say a prayer for a parent that has lost a child right. or say a, prayer, uh, say a prayer for a child that has lost a parent. Right. So um, getting through back to your question, how to get through is moment by moment. It is um, um, doing things that uh, you, you normally would not do. When you're dealing with grief, you have to, grief is different. So you have to do different things. Uh, you have to find your space uh, to grieve. You have to give yourself permission to grieve. Um, you have to be in that circle where people uh, see you and um, can assist you in your grieving. You know, if you are a, an adult that's helping a child or whatever, you have to find some coping skills to help the child grieve. Um, if you're having hardships, you need to pull something up. Google is our number one best friend nowadays. Yeah. You can Google anything, yeah. you know, how to handle hardships and it will come up and you need to educate yourself on whatever you are dealing with uh, and get some ideas. Uh, some coping skills that may work for me may not work for you. Right. So whatever works for you, stick with it and um, and vice versa. That's good. That's good. Um, it's so I love how you mentioned um dealing with it moment by moment because last year my grandmother died and mm -hmm. it's you know I was really sad about it I was it was unexpected it happened so right. quickly mm -hmm. and I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna miss my grandmother I mean she was old of course but you know no oh. one oh, yeah. we want people to live forever here on this earth okay? that's right that's right <laughs> and that's so right. as I was decorating for Christmas a few months ago I have these little figurines and um, all of a sudden I had a memory about my mm -hmm. grandmother, how she had a Christmas village around her house and I'm telling my sure. kids about it. And I'm, then I get, I wasn't crying, but I, I right. kind of got a little yeah. upset about that. Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah, it, it brings, it brings sadness to yes. the heart, but you can honor grandma by start creating a village around your house mm -hmm. to yes. honor her. You know, um, and and always tell the story about grandma because our loved ones live forever when we can share their stories from one generation to another. Yes. You know, so that that's good. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So I would like to talk about um, grief over self shame. I know we mentioned this like right over right before our conversation. Um, so is it possible to grieve over something that might happen in the future? And um, say for instance, you mentioned about a a woman in your book who was contemplating whether or not having whether or not she should have an abortion, mm-hmm. and you know, thankfully she kept the child, but there are women out there who are in her situation as well, but they do not, they, they decide not to have the abortion, but they know that life is going to be hard because dad is not going to be in the picture. So do you think it's possible for someone to grieve over something that could happen? Absolutely. First thing I would tell them is that it takes courage to do what you are so fearful um, not to do, you know, it takes courage to, uh, step out in the unknown. So uh, a lot of times when people are grieving, they're doing better than they think they are, but there's nobody there to tell them that. So, Mm, uh, so yes, you know, so, so yes, you, you can grieve because I was the young lady that, um, that the Lord led me to help. I, um, was a young 17 year old, that went to have an abortion. I was too far gone to have the abortion. So the Lord saved my son from my womb. Mm. And um, uh, so me being able to um, help the young lady that called in on the phone on a day that I was just, I just was not in the mood to even minister to anybody. Mm. And I had to put her on hold and tell the Lord, I don't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) But he gave me the strength to do it. And uh, the best part about it, I had a witness uh, that was there to hear the entire conversation. Um, And the the blessed thing, uh, she kept the baby, brought the baby back to church uh, to get the baby dedicated. And it was, it was uh, so, what a a beautiful story, a beautiful testimony. And um, so... Um, a lot of times we don't think we have anything to give, but if we encourage one another, um, people, we are better together yes. and we are more alike than we think we are. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So um, how, what are some healthy grieving skills or coping skills and what are some unhealthy uh, coping mechanisms yeah, well, cope, uh, healthy skills are um, expressing your feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, healthy, just cry whenever you want to cry. Um, crying are cleansing tears. Uh, it is it's cleansing. Um, and of course, exercise. Um, you know, find yourself walking, find yourself reading, um, find yourself doing something that will bring you uh, some kind of joy. Uh, whatever it is, whether it's planting, whether it is um, exercising, whether it's reading, whether it is just listening to music, whatever, looking through pictures. There are so many small, inexpensive things uh, that we can do that don't cost us a thing. Uh, But during grief, people think it is the big, gigantic uh, things that fall on our heads that's going to help us through grief. But it isn't. It's the small uh, things that uh, it is very easy for us to do. Uh, but grief is, um, you have to have intentional will 
to get through grief. Mm. You have to do something for yourself. Uh, you can have the best coach. You can have the best family. You can have the best trainer. You can have the best whatever. But if you don't do the things that they tell you to do to get to the next step or the next level, um, then it, is, it won't do you any good. So grief, uh, coping through grief is an intentional action. Yes. You have to do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to do something for yourself. I like that. And a lot yeah. of, some people suppress their grief as well. Mm -hmm. And some people mm -hmm. are told to suppress their grief. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think most men, most men uh, suppress their grief. Uh, I'm doing a, um, uh, every other day I'm posting about men and grief uh, because we don't um, give our men voice uh, when it comes to grief, because they have to be the strong ones, right? right? They're taught from from when they were children. Boy, you better not cry. You better suck them tears up. And mm -hmm. so, they're our, our sons and our boys are trained to be tough, um, and to provide, and to shelter, and to uh, cover. Uh, so, uh, when it comes time for them to get covering, um, because they've been taught to cover everybody else men usually don't cover men. So, um, so I am doing, um, I'm going to be doing a project soon where I'm going to include all men, uh, because I want the men to speak about grief. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, we are, we are taught to suppress yes. most definitely. Yeah. Um, I've heard in the past and I know this is pure ignorance, but I've heard in the past that, oh, yeah, black people, we don't act like that. We don't grieve. I mean, we don't cry. Don't do all of that. That's just, you know, when someone dies, you just give it to the Lord and move on. And yeah, give it to the Lord, <laughs> fall in the floor at the funeral, all that, all sorts of craziness. You know, all sorts of crazy stuff. Right? <laughs> it's just crazy. Yes. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is something else. So, um, what are um, so you mentioned that you have an upcoming project with men, um, bringing men together and helping mm -hmm. them cover one another. What other things are you doing in the future or currently? Well, in, yeah, in the future, um, I will be collaborating um, uh, with um, a few more uh, book anthologies. Uh, um, I like I said, I'm finishing up on my eighth book. Um, uh, I wanted to do an eighth, uh, my eighth project i wanted it to be a solo project with just for me okay uh only because of the number eight um so i wanted to be a solo project so uh i am finishing up with that uh right now uh i'm contemplating whether i'm going to hold it um or launch it this year or just wait until 2022 and let that be the first piece that um that i show so uh so i'm finishing up with that um, like I said, I am a life and recovery coach, so I'm going to be putting together uh, and, and uh, doing some uh, coaching classes and uh, some parts, not part class, but um, some uh, Zooms and, and um, you know, some, some webinars, webinars. So I'll be putting together some webinars for, for the year and, um, you know, just getting out there. I love to do vending events. So, um, so I, I have vending events. I like to do maybe once or two, one or two vending events a month if I can, um, to get out and meet the community. Um, of course, social distancing and that kind of thing. So, 
I'll be in Williamsburg, um, I think maybe mid-January. So that'll be my first uh, place that I'll be going. So, so yeah, so, so that kind of thing. So um, um, I have a, we have, well, the, the book that we did, um, Finding Joy in the Journey, um, we have that um, on a billboard. We're on a billboard in Atlanta. So uh, some of the authors are going out there uh, in uh, February, if I'm not mistaken. I think some of the authors, no, January, the end of January. So they're going out there in January. So uh, it's going to be a blessing to see our book on a billboard in uh, Atlanta. So there are a whole lot of different things that I'm doing Um um, I'm starting to, I uh, just got picked up to be a contributing writer to two magazines. Nice. So, um, so, I, so it's those things that are, that are coming up. Um, I don't like to talk about my stuff too far in advance. Right, I'm, right. I'm like a, I like to see it in print person. Let me see. <laughs> and I can, I can do a show and tell piece, you know? So, so I have several things that are, um, in the pot, um, that I'll be probably laying out. 2022. That's exciting. So yeah. I can guarantee you that someone will be listening who is currently grieving. And yeah. so before I let you go, what are some what are some lasting words you would like for this person to hear who's going through a hard time? Well, whatever whatever grief you're going through, um first of all, I want to let them know that they are not alone. A lot of times grief will isolate you and make you think that you are the only one on the planet going through whatever you're going through. But like I said, we are more alike than we think we are and uh, we need one another. So you're never alone. Uh, So you can contact myself, Deborah Fry, or you can contact uh, Tara. Mm -hmm. So you have at least two people that you're (laughs) connected through this podcast. So you're never alone. Um, I want them to know that they are able to endure. Every morning they get up and put their feet on the ground. They are enduring. Amen. Every morning they're able to uh, overcome. You know, uh, a lot of times we're able to overcome um, things daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just wired that way. We do that. Even even through our sadness and our grief and our shame, we still keep going. Amen. So you're able to endure. You're able to overcome and you're able to begin again. Begin again doesn't mean forget what you've gone through, but it does mean begin with some new hope, some new assurance, some new tools, uh, do something different so that you can get something different. Begin again every day. Begin again. Amen. Begin again. That is a word. That is a word. Thank you so much for coming. You are welcome. You are welcome. I loved it. I loved it too. Um, so everyone, check out Deborah Fry. She is a grief recovery specialist, best-selling author. She is amazing, beautiful soul, and I cannot wait to see what you're doing in the future. And I can't wait to support all of your endeavors. So absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'll send all of my information so you can tag it in the podcast or however you're going to do it. Okay. Okay. All right. Will do. Okay.